Welcome to another episode of Mick and Ori's Classic Cars. I'm Mick. And I'm Ori. Ori, we never really talked about it. You know, in terms of first time you bought a Ferrari. Oh, it, uh, I mean, I, I still pinch myself that I actually have bought a Ferrari. And what was that experience compared to, I mean, you had a Maserati before. Yep. and So did people perceive it differently for you? or I think I read a lot of articles, right? And there is a perception. A hundred percent. And, you know, now when you tell people, oh, you know, if it comes out in conversation, I don't walk around and say, oh, by the way, I own a Ferrari, right? But if they car people and you start talking about cars and what you do and, you know, this podcast obviously unlocks a lot of conversation that we discuss. And then they ask what you drive or, you know, what's your car? And you say a Ferrari, their yeah. eyes like, now it could be an old Ferrari, not worth a lot of money at all, but just that word. Ferrari. Ferrari. And are you reluctant to tell them that you've got a Ferrari? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm the same too, yeah. and that's why I didn't actually buy one for many years, even yeah. though I was only looking to buy a relatively cheap one. Yeah. So, for example, you buy your Ferrari and you pay whatever. Secondhand, it's not a brand new one. We are really not talking about new ones because no. we've never done that and probably never will. But, but I think I get excited. You know, you said we don't – no, we don't talk about those, but I've never bought one new either. But I've got a lot of friends that have, and the excitement I have for them when they place the order, I've been there to help them pick the paint and the stitching. and As if I'm buying the car, I'm that excited for them. But I don't, see, I don't know. They must be – Truly excited inside. Don't I worry. think also not right. only excited, I think they'd be quite nervous, like we were nervous. Yeah. I mean, I was nervous yeah. getting it, but also you think about all the things, like you said, about the people's perception, about what people say, you know, you're doing it for the wrong reasons. They, look, I think there was one article that said, once you buy a Ferrari, you're making a statement, right? If you buy a red Ferrari and drive it, do not be surprised, people will comment, say things, stop you, talk to you about it, want to take photos, all these things. If you don't like that attention, right, then you you won't drive the car if you don't like that attention and you end up disliking your purchase. But if you don't like that attention, then don't buy a red Ferrari. you got to buy... Buy a silver Porsche. <laughs> buy a, <laughs> or, no, but you're right in terms of the colour. They see red and they see Ferrari. Right. Everyone thinks about it differently than they go and see, not necessarily a yellow one, but the more subtle colours like the silver, maybe the black. Correct. You know, you know they, they treat it differently and sometimes you'll get admiration, but sometimes you get the unwanted... Uh, attention. Attention as well. Look, I think, you know, you think to yourself... These are things you aspire to be able to purchase, buy, drive, whatever, own, right? And so that feeling of achievement when you purchase one, and it, it could be a Lamborghini, it could be a Porsche, whatever car that your dream car is. And I've seen people, you know, just as passionate as us, if not more passionate than us, with their HSV Monaros, with their, you know, GT Falcons, right? They love those cars. You say, oh, why don't you buy a Ferrari? This and that. No, their passion is that, and they're proud of it. The problem is they turn heads for different reasons. Like we, we acknowledge those cars and a lot of Aussie muscle cars and things like that. I lo we love cars, right? So you and I always will appreciate, and appreciate them. A Ferrari has a different level of appreciation, and it's almost like, oh, look at this wealthy person or – but it's not necessarily the fact. Yeah. And uh, I think people do do 
compare it a fair bit. They compare it. I mean, you, you and we don't. I don't want any disrespect. I mean, not trying to disrespect anything, but you know, you buy a Maserati, and people will say, "Yeah, but it's not a Ferrari." Yeah. Yeah, 100%. even though the Maserati of that model or whatever might be better than the Ferrari you're referring to, hundred percent, or the Porsche or the Lamborghini, but, but they'll say it's not a Ferrari. One example you gave me, and I'm, I'm, I think we can say this. There's no dramas. Is when people compare the wines to a Penfolds. Yeah. Yeah, that okay. Often I hear this is better than the Penfolds, but it's not a Penfolds. Yeah. So, you know, it's all about the mark and the mystique and the history. I'll never forget one when, um, when I first got my car. No, no, sorry. I was looking at buying a Ferrari, but a gentleman had just purchased the new Nissan uh, Godzilla, the GT, yep, GTR. Not the R35, the yep. newer one, right? Oh, maybe yep. five, ten years ago. And I said, oh, that's a beautiful car. You know, it was in the car park at Golf. He had rocked up and it sounded tough, this and that. His and very quick. Got, and very quick, right? I said, oh, it's beautiful. Can I have a look at it? This now. It was all plastic inside. It wasn't really refined. It, no disrespect to the Japanese cars, but I'm saying not, it didn't have the leather that a uh, Lamborghini, a Ferrari, a Maserati, right? It was different. But I appreciated it. You know, I said, it's great. His first comment to me was not, yeah, I love it. I've always loved it. It was, it's quicker than the Ferrari. Yeah. They often say that. And I said, that's great. But I didn't ask that. I said, but it's not a Ferrari. Now, now I got a little bit pissed off. I said, well, but it's not a Ferrari, mate. Yeah. It's a Nissan. Yeah. yeah. And, and I don't think people should be worried about that. But there's no doubt that any of the cars I've got, all the modern cars are quicker than my Ferraris. Yeah. There's no doubt. So it's not about how quick it is. Although performance figures is always advertised, so it's always, is it quicker than that? But people do compare it all the time. But it, it's also, you know, you say that, you rock up into a car park when you do some of these meets, this and that, and they could have a car, the newest Aston Martin, the newest Porsche. They were, people always say, ah, but you've got the Ferrari. Yep. Yeah, yeah, the I opposite know, but, one, correct. But, yeah, that's fine, but your car is, is a thousand times Advanced, more advanced than these old things we're driving. And more expensive, probably. And more expensive, this and that. But no, there's that perception. You've got a Ferrari. But I think also some some people, like like myself back then, I was concerned about buying a Ferrari because of these, these reasons. However, once I actually got it and enjoyed it, and you've got to take it out. So you, it's no point getting it and being worried that people are going to see it <laughs> and things like that. As, as long as you're doing it for the right reasons. Yeah. Um, then you think, I say, don't show off think, in them. Then you think you should have bought it earlier. Yeah. Well, that's a, that's a good question. I mean, I bought it, oh, I thought I was quite young. And there's I people thought you were even, quite young too. And there's people younger than me. And there's that whole perception, oh, what, what's someone at this age, what, you're buying a Ferrari at this age, right? And I had it in my head that I wanted to do it by a certain age. That was just what Mine didn't work when I said I wanted to do it by a certain age. <laughs> That's what motivates me and drives me. But I remember those first couple of years of ownership, you know, my kids came in and things like that. But my wife, I said, let's go for a drive, this and that. She was like, oh, I'm a bit embarrassed. No, and I'll I, be seen in it. Yeah, exactly right. I said, so what? You're mate, not on the bonnet. Mate, this is a 20-year-old car. That's it's right. not like, you know. But the, you're not on the bonnet. That's a very good point. But, yeah, exactly right. So there's that level of initial, like, should I even be – Owning this car is it the right thing to own, and then you got to get over all that and say, you know what, that's life. I want to drive what I want to drive. It's my life, my work. You know, this is my passion. 
And whatever someone else thinks about it is their issue. Yeah. I think with a lot of these things, as long as you've you've earned the car, or yeah. you, and you haven't sacrificed other things, your family to do it, as I think that makes a big difference as well. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, look, each, I, to, each to their own. However, they want to get their car. I agree with that, though. I don't. Uh, you know, oh, my kids don't go to school. I can't afford to pay school fees. Let's just say, but I drive a Ferrari. Yeah, but that's everyone's completely different at what they do. They invest in different things. Some people want to invest in that. Some people want to look good in it. Whatever the motor reason, reason is. But it's interesting that a Ferrari does that. Like it just changes people's perception of you. And like you said, and then there's that other perception. You said as long as you don't let down your family or things like this or whatever reason. But then there's other people that think, how did he get that? How does she buy that? They all want to know what job you do. Right. And, and it but could be that you've though, been saving your whole life. You might not have ever gone overseas, for example. Yeah, but even even then, it might be half the price of the car of what, that they've got. That's right. That's and right. And that happens a lot. You know, they might have the latest KN Turbo or whatever, which might be double what we paid. But it's not a Ferrari. It's not a Ferrari. So they all, you know, on the road, we see them all the time. You see these, you know, BMWs, you see, you know, with, you know, mega dollars. But look, you know, as for a first-time owner, though, what advice would you give someone? I mean, I'm talking about not necessarily a brand new one. A brand new one, someone's going to go buy a brand new one. They're going to select the stitching, as you said. I think, would that be the same excitement or different? I mean, it's Uh, all relative, I suppose. I I think the excitement, if I was able to ever one day purchase a new, be it, Supercar, like a Ferrari or Lamborghini, and things like that, and that's why you see some of the some of the stitching colours and what's the word I'm looking for? You know, not the tailor tailor made. The tailor made. Some of the colours that you see that people put together. God, why did you pick that? Right, and then I say, "It's good on them if that that's their what they want." That's right. right. Now to be able to do that. That would be a dream come true. I would and love that I process. was going to just say that I think for you, you would love, because you like the fine detail of stuff. I would love to pick one thing, you know, the steering stitching compared to the stitching on the seats. I would you love that. Would, yeah, right? you'd love, I really you know, appreciate those unique painted bespoke, shields. Correct. I'd, I'd have painted shields 100%. But, yeah, I've, I've, and I've been lucky enough because there's a few people, close friends and family that have allowed me to do that with them and experience that with them, right? And I've really appreciated that opportunity to do so. One thing I would tell people, advice, when you're doing something like that, there is no budget. Yeah, forget the budget. Because yeah. you will blow that budget with the very first option you put on, right? So if you have to ask about the budget, don't go then there. Then don't go there. Because but- there's no way of working within a budget when you're putting a car together with these little bespoke details, 100%. So then you go back to what you said, you know, advice about buying one. You buy what you like, number one, 100%. And if you've earned it, you deserve it. Yeah. So, and, and I think with the expectations, though, for example, they buy a new one, they're confident that they've got a warranty. So they don't have to worry about some of the things that we might worry about when yeah. you buy. Well, they're not doing one. a pre-purchase inspection yeah. on a brand new car. That's right. right. They're not going to do that. Okay. They might still read some of the reviews and the test uh, test drives and things like that. But when you're buying an older one, it it's it's completely different. I think. Yeah, you're more. Yeah, when you're buying a new one, it's hundred percent. You're buying it on the stats, on the new reviews, on whatever it may be. Right, the latest, the greatest tick. With the older purchases of older cars, I think you're more uh, invested in the purchase because you've got to do a lot more research around that. 
And be it, where they're faults, where they're not faults, where they're recalls, no recalls. What do I look out for? What wears out? What should I... Right, so you are, you know more about your car than I think the brand new one. Because, you you know, it's brand new. No one actually knows what a fault's going to be on the new SF90. But it doesn't matter because they'll, they'll fix it. Correct. But with us, there's history now with our cars. 23-year-old history with, the say, the 360, more with the 70s Cardinos that you've got. That There's forums, there's people you can ask, oh, yes, I had this issue, watch out for this solenoid or th- whatever it may be, which, you know, links you to your car even more so. Yeah, you get more hands-on. And, you know, you saying that, that's exactly right. The, the guys that buy the brand-new one, they can just say, I want the brand-new one, the quality control, they all should be the same. Right. But when you're buying an older one, you know, there's talk about never buy the first one you see. Yeah. All right. Test drive a few of them. Unfortunately, that's not always easy because depending where you are or not and the availability of some oh, of these correct. cars. I correct. mean, the 360 you bought, how many did you drive before you bought that one? Uh, one maybe. Oh, did you? Did we drive? Didn't I drive one? I'm trying to think. I don't think you did. No, so. Oh, you drove, drive, but that was an F1. That was an F1, but you drove. No, I driven one. No, I driven the uh, black one, a, a black one years ago in manual. Yeah, it was actually in okay. Manual. Yeah. So at least you've driven one before, but you know, like well, maybe I hadn't. Now I'm now. Yeah, I'm, it's interesting. You're hundred percent. You really you get told that you should drive more than one because. But how many are out there? Exactly right. That's right. The manual gate is shifted. There wasn't many. No. And and not only that, the availability as well of where you are. I mean, if you were in Europe, maybe you could go over to England, you could go to Italy, you could go to, uh, you know, the US have got them. But, it, you know, here it's a bit more It's a bit more difficult to be able to test drive a few of them. I think, yeah, 100%. But I think, you know, we're getting back to that first purchase, the amount of study I did, if you recall, when we went – to Sydney to see that car. I was looking for everything that I had researched from the underguards of the front wheel arches, that grip to make sure they hadn't, you know, weren't bent. And I was looking at things that I would never look at normally when I go look at a car. But because of your research and your, you know, avidly trying to pick any fault. And I remember going there. Do you remember when I said, Mick, this needs to be done, this needs to be done, this needs to be done, this, and you said, slowly, slowly. We're not going to do it all at once, right? And you don't have to purchase it. And you don't have to purchase it. We did end up purchasing it, and I've slowly now done everything that I wanted to do. It's much, most probably, now it's just the paint, right? What yeah. do I do with the paint? That's and see, and that part, is exactly what you've said, You when you purchase one for the first time, you've got to look at, what your expectations are. Okay, some of these things I can do in two years' time. Some of these things I can do in five. Some of these things need to be done now. Yeah. Cam belts, whatever it is. But you did the research and I went with you. And of course, because I love it too, I did a fair bit of research too. So when you brought up something, I said, well, hang on, what about this and what about yeah. that? But the- some of the things you'll never know because you don't open up the engine. You don't open up the gearbox. No, you, correct. You know, they can check a variety of things. You don't really know how much work it's well, done or hasn't done. Yeah, correct. But I mean, over the time we have done that because you know done the new clutch now so the it's come out so we've seen the internal workings of the gearboxes and things like that and so i know a lot more about my car than i would ever know doing the little bits of work the thing is this when you first own one you want to drive it every single day every minute but you know you know it's a ferrari and you can't pretty much drive it every day well, you could depending you can, on your work and stuff like that practical. but it's not i'm not going to do that right so now, I must admit, having owned it for such a, uh, oh, nearly five years now, four or five years, I can't believe it's been four or five years, but 
uh, having owned it for that period, if I don't drive it, I actually don't get disheartened. I look forward to driving. It's I see in other people when they come over and they may walk through the garage and say, oh, how often do you take the Ferrari out? When was the last time you drove your Ferrari? And they get upset that I haven't driven it. And I do too. And I know you do. But for me, you know, I walk past it every morning and I see it there and it puts a smile on my face. Yeah, that's the thing right? too. That prancing horse, there's no it just doubt puts it puts a smile, a smile on, my on my face. face. Right? Yep. So. No, I think I think in terms of driving it, uh, I, uh, I try and push you to drive it. The thing is, in certain stages of our life and certain months and things like that, we're busy with other things. Yeah. That naturally is got a, it's not the priority up the top. Yeah. So that happens. I mean, you get busy with work, you get busy with family, you get, you know, there's all sorts of things. So, And I think the one thing that I'm, I think a lot of people thought or, you know, the comments you get about people, going, oh, why don't you buy a Ferrari? Remember, I think we had this conversation with a gentleman who's got Porsches and old muscle cars and said, why don't you buy a Ferrari? Too, too expensive to maintain. There's a perception that Ferraris are expensive to maintain. And we've proven and we've spoken about it on the show. No, they're actually not. They're not. They're like another, you, any other car, right? If you, if maintain you leave them, them, if you leave them, deferred maintenance is a problem. Correct. No doubt. And also people, when they buy them, are they buying the best one they can? Correct. So just like we talked about with your list that you had, with the list I had when I bought mine, you know, with the Dino was different because I knew that was, you know, pretty pretty tired when yeah. I bought that. So – if you know what you're getting, but yeah, you can't buy, you know, go, I'm going to just go and buy a three three two eight GTB yeah. and not worry about it. No, exactly right. There'll be things, there's someone selling it, there'll be some deferred maintenance, basically, that hasn't been done that you're going to have to do. Correct. And, you know, these things, like I said, you know, I'm, I'm actually not doing benefit to my car by not driving it. Just sitting there, a lot of people think, oh, just let it sit there. No, we've always said you need to drive these cars so the oils, the fluids all start to work. And, you know, I think about me, I did, we did the clutch. Brand new clutch. Have not really gone for a big drive in it yet. I'm talking- And it's not, a few months. It's been a while. Put the new tyres on and it's literally gone from having its uh, wheel alignment done after the new tyres home and has not been driven since. Okay. That's a good point. It's now due, sorry to cut you off, for its yearly service, Mick. Nah, you know. And Mario goes, are we joking? I said, no, Mario, coming in to October, it's due for its yearly service. No, but the clutch was done in between, you see. It, the clutch was done in between. But yeah. now, so now, and people say, so, oh, you're paying money, paying money, but you, you need to maintain the car. Yeah, yeah it may not have done any that. work. The, the beauty is, if you're on top of these things, when you do want to get in them, they're ready to go. Yeah. Right? The, the thing that you have to be mindful of, I think, if you haven't driven it, is you don't want to flat flat spot your cars, uh, yeah. your tyres. Uh, you know what? You, very, very good point. So you really should at least take it, even if you well, – I won't say take it round the block because to start it and just go round the block is no good. It's going to get up to temperature. No, so it's got to be an, go hour for a good drive, hour drive. an hour drive. So I think you're going to do that this weekend. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. If not, I'll come and get the keys and, and I'll, and I'll take it. Yeah, okay. correct. Anyway, we're going to leave it there. So if you want to buy your Ferrari, just go out and get it because life's, life's too short. Exactly right. All right we're going to leave it there. Like always, you can catch us on Mick and Ori at gmail.com and, of course, on YouTube and uh, our Instagram. And remember, if your car's not a classic, it will be one day. Thank you. Thanks, guys.